Hello, welcome to another episode of Pitch and Tent. Joining me as always in this canvas castle oh, is like uh, my co-host or... I don't know, what's the equal term for host? Partner? Partner? Yeah, Dom. Pitch and partner. Pitch and partner. Uh, Dom, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. We need we need a term like, you know, there's like the sharks on Shark Tank or whatever the one that isn't Shark Tank but is Shark Tank but in the UK. The um, lion's den. The lion's den? The lion's den. But yeah, so dragon's den. Oh, dragon's den, den not lion. We need sh- there's sharks, there's dragons. Do we want to be the jets? The jets? <laughs> um... <laughs> A wonderful, the tent. wonderful reference there yeah. for those who got it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible uh, reference. Uh, welcome to the tent. We are, of course, the uh, the pegs that hold it together. The tent. I like tent it. Pegs. I like it. Or the tent poles. Uh, the poles. Probably let's, not. Let's take this one to the poles. Uh, uh, that voice you heard before is one of our frequent yes, collaborators. Hang on, don't say anything before you've been introduced. <laughs> rule one of the tent. I'm sorry, I just wanted to contribute. Stop <laughs> it, you haven't been introduced yet. Yeah, we know you're a frequent contributor, but only after you've been introduced. Rule, quickly, let's run through the rules of the tent. Rule one, they're on the wall. Rule one, don't speak until you've been introduced. That's most of the rules. Rule two... We any, own everything. Anything you say, we own. Correct. <laughs> That there are two rules of the tent. There's actually a third unspoken rule, and it's don't lean against that center pole because it holds everything up. Mm. You know, that's kind of, you know, unspoken rule. <laughs> you don't that's, want the roof That's collapse. a rule for all tents. <laughs> but for our tent in particular, the main two are don't speak until you've been introduced. We own everything you say. Now, uh, you may speak, and remember that we own it. <laughs> but, uh, Wait, have we introduced no. you yet? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, Alex. Uh, Frequent con- contributor. Hello, <laughs> hello, frequent contributor, Alex. Can I speak now? Yes, you may yes, have I been can. introduced. I've been introduced. <laughs> but okay. we remember, we own everything you say. I'm well aware of that now. Both You've changed since last time I was on. Both um, in, no, we haven't. No, I thought the ideas you owned, but not everything that comes out of my mouth oh, you so, own. So, okay. Uh, rules who <laughs> subcategory A. <laughs> <laughs> we own all of the ideas in a, in a legal and IP sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Subcategory B, we own everything you say from a copyright and allowing us to publish this episode perspective. Oh, that, that's fine. That's fine. I'm comfortable with it. Great. <laughs> Welcome to the It's tent. not like I throw the, I hit the centre pole, knock down the tent. Don't and hit then... the centre pole. Unspeaking <laughs> third rule, do not touch the centre pole. I must say, is the tent bigger than last time I was in? We've uh, done a little bit of renovating. It's, yeah. I, it looks great, guys. It yeah. looks great. We, we put we, on an annex. We're also cheating. We just put it in front of a doorway to a warehouse. Ah. <laughs> That's what's different. I haven't seen a lot of concrete tents, but there we go. <laughs> it's a good one. I mean, it's more of a bunker, mm, but yeah. pitching bunker doesn't. But really weirdly, sound great. it is a, it is still held up by one singular beam in the middle. <laughs> so don't lean on it. Very poorly engineered. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we were like, we want a bunker, but it's still got to be fu- function like a tent, and they they it's not very structurally sound. <laughs> Unspeak, unspoken fourth rule: Do not tell the council we did not get planning permission. <laughs> Um, Alex, I think I was just having a quick look. I mm. think is this this is either your fifth or no, this is your fifth time on this podcast. Fifth time. So fifth time. I've only counted three. I must not have been too good on two of I th- them. I'm just uh, I, you, 
Did we cut two episodes? <laughs> were I just were you in Zach's slumber episode, or did we just pin everything on you, or were you in that? Oh no, I was in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I forgot about that one. That one, and you were in the Star Wars one, of course, and you did me memories. As I well. did. I did. Yes. And then, um, of course, there's uh, the our very first episode, uh, breaking the Banksy, breaking the, Banksy. Uh, the OG, the OG, the original, the poster hangs on the wall. It went on and won five Dealers Choice Choice Awards. It's the big one, and uh, that so, was our first. The unspoken fifth rule. Every fifth appearance must be a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's about time. Like, uh, it's, it's due for a sequel. It was acclaimed. It was. Um, people loved it. And it was, it's time because, you know, we, we, we want to build a sequel. And mm-hmm. you know what? Marvel Marvel showed us the way. We want to build a universe. A cinematic oh, universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Breaking the Banksy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to think, that's a, that's a, we'll get to it at the end. But mm-hmm. I think we need to maybe stew on what uh, this universe would be called. Like okay, the MCU okay. or like... Uh, the Dooku, the Dark Universe, and Vecchi's verse. Like, oh, well, we've got to think of something. I don't happy. know if we're going that way. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I would say if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to our very first episode, Breaking the Banksy, mm. we will be retreading some ground, but maybe worth going and listening to that first. Uh, a re a listen's probably not necessary, but at least a base understanding. Or you know mm. what? Don't. Live life on the edge. <laughs> yeah, live on the edge. Uh, yeah. Don't paint by the numbers. Just uh, colour outside the lines, all that jazz. You know, go back and listen to Slumber. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Breaking the Banksy 2, boys. Mm. I come with yeah, you yeah. with a couple oh. of ideas and okay, we will mould it into what we think it's going to be. But uh, Breaking the Banksy 2. First question. Yeah. Is it going to be good? Yes. It's going to be amazing. Because that's going to be a departure from most sequels. Yeah. Well, that's what mm. we do differently here. Are we taking the Paddington Two approach? I think. Well, Paddington I think we're going to change it. All right, we're going to change oh. it. We're going to. I think because the first one was like a a, a heist movie. Yes. This one's a bit more differently paced. An Ooh, icon. I like it. Uh, I have multiple allusions to different movies that we'll probably pull from. But a so, magic movie. A magic. Like, I mean. Oh, allusions. Oh, Sorry. No. <laughs> I will say. Um, <laughs> now you see me is one of the one of the movies I kind of. From for this movie, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, sorry, I thought you'd come up with multiple tricks. <laughs> working, working title: Breaking Banksy Two: The Shadow Gallery. Ooh. Ooh. Um. So, basic premise is: uh, there is a secret gallery that has been hidden by artists over the ages to keep masterpieces safe from wars, oh. invasions, colonization, like national treasure sort of thing going on. Yeah, it features long-lost artworks plus originals of famous pieces that have been long ago replaced. Mm. Um, I like this. And the Banksy from our first movie has yes. ended up in there, obviously. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Now, this is where we're going to we're going to expand the world. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. in the first movie, we didn't really go into depth about who Banksy was, but he was involved in the heist in some way, shape or form. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this movie is going to expand on that. And Banksy is actually a title passed down from generation to generation, oh. like a princess bride sort of deal, yep. like a Dread Pirate Dread Roberts, Pirate right? Roberts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it is the, it, Banksy is the curator of this museum. And it's just oh, so happens one of the more right. modern interpretations of Banksy did all that street art and became a bit famous, but there have been Brilliant. Banksys going back. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. And we will... Delve into that. Was Leonardo da Vinci like the first Banksy? Well, that see, that's why we, this is why we <laughs> get you on board because that is a I great like idea. Well, now we're getting some Da Vinci code in there. <laughs> so, um, just to yeah, so to lay the groundwork for this movie. So, in the first movie, Hugh Jackman was our main man, our he mysterious was, yes. man, and we never alluded to whether he was Banksy or not. And so, in this movie, we're going to lay very quickly that he was not Banksy, but oh, he I was he, that movie. The the, the 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 heist in the first movie was his test to becoming the next Banksy. That was his. Uh, his test. Banksy like in it. training. Yeah. 
So, um, and then my other pitch was yeah. maybe we can't afford him anymore and he gets killed <laughs> off in the well, first we need act. To, well, that's the thing. We need to figure out who we're bringing back. But, but, but you are onto something there because he gets kidnapped. Hey. Very hey. this movie. So we only need him for like a day and a half. <laughs> Depends. And then, um, so he gets kidnapped. He's recently taken on the role of Banksy. Mm. Who is the curator of this museum? And only one of the few people who knows where it is. Mm. Now this, this movie will also introduce a terrorist organization, Ooh. an art terrorist organization called Art Attack. <laughs> who is led by a character played by Neil Buchanan, who is the host of Art Attack, and their mission their mission is they do they sneak they deface artworks they deface famous artworks. <laughs> so Art Attack has kidnapped Hugh Jackman because they want to find the location of the Shadow Gallery in order to deface all the works in it. Right. So then it is up to. Our apprentice from the first movie, our younger who who was also who was Hugh Jackman's train apprentice, as well, yes. and he so he's now kind of thrust into this Banksy role because Hugh Jackman's been kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he has to reassemble members of the team, add old people uh, from the old team and new members to then uh, race Art Attack around the world, save a couple of masterpieces, and on a journey that will may even lead him to the original Banksy. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. And um, just very early on mm. uh, in the first podcast, we didn't. Actually, we were looking for an up-and-comer. We didn't actually cast our apprentice. Mm. And because the movie has been made, uh, the role will be reoccurring by Brenton Thwaites. He is a young up-and-coming Australian. He was in the first one. You're all familiar with him. Of course. Yeah, but of course. yeah, so he is the title now, The Apprentice, mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. to that role. And, of course, uh, we have Hugh Jackman returning. And, of course, Neil Buchanan will be coming on as the new villain. <laughs> Can I just say, we'll sideline, I loved Art Attack. <laughs> <laughs> So Everyone much. loved Art Attack, Alex. That's why. <laughs> and Ed, now we're taking, we're making something you loved evil. Yep. <laughs> Question. And dark. Does Art Attack, the show, exist in this universe? Uh, it's propaganda. I think, it's yeah. Propaganda. <laughs> I think yeah. We turn their videos into like propaganda. Like we'll do like Mandarin Iron Man three style videos. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's and then like so a lot of the vibes I'm feeling for this movie. So you got a bit of like a Da Vinci Code, like yeah. met, hidden in the art. You got a bit of so the Princess Bride with the role being handed down, and then also like the idea of like Kingsman, in that uh, yeah. Eggsy is his under okay. and he, but then he's forced to take on that role, mm-hmm. and um, a bit of like now you see me, like it was their test to join this great yep. society. So like those are the vibes I'm feeling for this movie, sort mm-hmm. of. I'm feeling it. So that's pretty much everything I had so far. Feedback, feelings. I love it. I <laughs> want to see it. I want to see it Very so bad. <laughs> now, my my idea coming into it was to take the Scream Two approach. Oh, okay. Ooh, which is to make the first film. So, in the universe, they make a film about the first film, ah. and so the characters go to the cinema to watch the events of the first film in the film. So, instead of Scream, they called it Stab. And it was like the events of the first film, and then they play on this sort of meta thing. But yours is much better, so we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. What if, what if breaking the Banksy is in the shadow gallery? Once we get there, this <laughs> is a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. <laughs> the first, that's uh, an Easter egg. That's a little yeah. Easter egg. Yeah, Easter egg. Yep. They walk past it very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Physical media is not dead. It is so. <laughs> So we're we're liking the idea of this role passed down throughout the mm-hmm. ages. Yep. I do. We for pick sure. various artists who were the Banksies of yep. their time. <laughs> and so, what's hidden in the paintings? Their identities? Well, or... I, well, I feel like so. Yeah, maybe identities to Banksies, or 
So Banksy is the only one who knows the location of the gallery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, may, but maybe there are there were clues hidden in artworks for situations like this where Banksy has been yeah. kidnapped mm. or, or something or has happened. Just like in jokes between all the people that are like, yeah. you know, like maybe they weren't necessarily painted as clues, but they function as clues if you're in a, in, yeah. in a disaster situation like this. So how many Banksies have there been? Well, that's the thing. We didn't figure out when it started. Who was the first? I like the idea of it being Da Vinci. That seems like... like <laughs> da Banksy. Uh. Renaissance, <laughs> Renaissance era, right? Like when, yeah, when art reasonable. became important. Mm-hmm. And then that from that's when it started, but they've hoarded stuff from past that. Like they just hoard it and they keep it safe from like... Because, yeah, a lot of, yeah. lot of art is lost during wartime exactly, and colonization. Right? And so... And they're, yeah, their basic thing is to protect art. Protect the, the art. And it's... So it's... The museum is curated by Banksy, but like artists... He uses like it's not a one man job. It's just the no. artists like pass the it curator. off. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Like we we stole in the first movie we stole the art and then it was kind of like sold off. But actually, as part of his test, Hugh Jackman just passed it off to who was Banksy at the time, and it was stored. And mm. that was part of his test. Mm. But yeah, so artists mm. are like aware of this person, but yeah, yep. like in a certain level, it's like a group, a secret society, sort of. I don't know. That's what my vibe for it. I like, <laughs> I it. like it. Yeah, yeah, like protecting the art from. Everything you know. <laughs> from well, the world, and from the world. <laughs> well, no, I think there is. There's been this common theory throughout, anyway, is that the ones that we have in the galleries aren't the real versions, anyway. They're just really good fakes, mm. and that they've kept the real ones away from public eye because you know anything could happen to them. So I like that. It's sort of playing on that, and you know, in my latest period of unemployment. I did watch a lot of uh, TV, and one of the shows I found I particularly liked was Fake or Fortune, where they bring artworks to them and they go, nah, this is fake. You've spent all your money on uh, nothing. It's worth nothing. Or actually, this is a long-lost masterpiece. Interesting. So I'm glad you picked up on my interest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex, if there's one thing I pay attention to, it's when you talk and the things you say. Because <laughs> you are in everything I say. So, yeah. yeah. Correct. You need to keep an eye. Much... Much like Banksy, we must keep a watchful <laughs> eye over everything we own. <laughs> now I'm gonna. Uh, I'm very proud of the uh, terrorist organization known Art as Art Attack. Attack. Yep, so I happy. loved it. I think, love it. and I think that's kind of like that's like our entrance into the world is like where it's so we maybe like all the news reports flashing and like we see that art is being attacked around the world. Like Mona Lisa was yeah. big. So what is Art Attack's like agenda? Modus operandi. Yeah. Well, then what's their mo and then what's their agenda? So. I, I feel like, th- yeah, so what is their message, I guess, they're trying to say yes. by defacing all this art? Are they, like, really into NFTs or something? <laughs> <laughs> I may, maybe the idea that, like, nothing is permanent, like, life uh, isn't yeah. permanent, so mm. why should art out there? Like, maybe why should... Or, like, the idea of, like, a complete masterpiece, like, who's to say it's complete? Why can't you add on to something? Okay, okay. Potentially? I don't know. That seems a bit thin, though. Well, the question is, was Art Attack as ancient as Banksy himself? Like I'm picturing, like is there a Renaissance mm. art attack back in the day? With of course a Latin name back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, probably, yeah. obviously, probably funded by the church. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going full Da Vinci Code. We're going full Da Vinci Code. Uh. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so how long? I guess we've got to establish how long art attack's been around for. And I, really, I like the idea of it being like a modern organ, the, um, the modern challenging the old establishment. Mm. Yeah, okay. And uh-huh. for once, maybe the modern being bad and the old being good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Because I feel like, yeah, when a modern and an old establishment normally clash in media, the, mm. the modern is probably the good one. And the, But yeah, I like the idea of it being like a modern, like some modern like street artists who are, maybe have the wrong idea. Yeah. Like graffiti artists whose work always gets constantly painted over and they have a fresh canvas. Something like that. 
Right, and and it's this ideological thing of like art is transient. Yeah, it yeah. Cha- art is ever changing, and they want to make that point by attacking by famous attacking art famous art pieces. Yeah. I like it. Also, traditional art can be seen as elitist. Like, yeah, I like you know, it. Yep. So you've got this sort of scrappy, you know, street level, not scrappy, but you know, street level artist. Yeah, Alex, I, 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 what is elitist about a, a secret worldwide art hoarding <laughs> organization? For art protection, what what is elitist about that? Uh, uh, maybe you and I've got very different definitions <laughs> of elitist, but uh... but like but like you're right, right? Because like you're talking about that that whole fake or fortune thing, where it's mm. like that if you look at a painting and its worth is not judged on how good the painting no. is or what it elicits emotionally, it's judged on who signed it. Yeah. Yes. And maybe that, but that's also another thing is like. They the they never sign their art like they they think the names are important. It should the piece should stand on its own. Yeah, mm. I like it. But then yeah, they're, they so they signed it all art attacks. <laughs> yeah, well, it's art attacks, so it's a collective. Like, it's it's just we need it to be known that it's by us. But, but we don't. Got the individual artist Instagram followers doesn't matter. What they just uh, like spray painting two A's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the Mona Lisa. I just love the idea of like yeah, like doing dumb stuff. Like they put like a smiley face spray painted on the yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or like yeah, like do something weird to the Statue of Liberty. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know so what all they're... art, not just paintings. All art, just all, all art. art. It's called Art Attack, so it's very broad. <laughs> <laughs> just burning a pile of Blu-ray copies of Breaking the Banks. And then so. We need. I think we need to delve into the villain a bit more. It is, of mm, course. Yep. This is. It is a nod. It is cast. Neil mm. Buchanan is cast because it is a nod to yep. Art Attack. Mm-hmm. But the character. I feel like. I feel like it's kind of got to be like. So the 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 ground forces and the way it appears is to be a bit more modern. But I feel like maybe this person is actually like what they're fighting against. It's like yeah. It's like, oh, it's actually run by someone who's a bit elitist and a bit yep yep yeah. Or yep, maybe was sure. tossed from that elite society. Yes. No, I'm with you. It's like he's created this movement. That you know is is this ideal of of you know art is transient and the establishment is elitist and uh, art should be accessible to everyone, but that's not where our actual villains' motivations lie. No, yeah. Was he a Banksy in training that was then? Yeah, it's that, that sort of yeah. like classic, like he got denied sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, like there was like two left. And he was, or his kid. father was assassinated because he was the next Banksy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> chills. Literal chills. 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 Literal uh, chills. That, that's two on the uh, spontaneous ooh count on this episode. <laughs> We've got a good one, guys. Um, so the first movie was more of a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is gonna sound dumb, but I I'm not I'm not saying a hundred percent, but I'm saying like in the vibe of so this is more like a fast and furious. <laughs> like a, mo- a modern ha- fast yeah, and yeah, furious yeah. where they are country hopping. And they are do, oh, they yeah. are chasing cl- clues. So like how Fast and Furious meets like Da Vinci mm-hmm. Code, where they they have country yeah. hopping. There's no they can get anywhere at any time. I feel like it's a, like a bit Mission Impossible yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, type yeah. Of like, and it also gives us an opportunity to cast you know international. Stars. Yeah, we don't, it doesn't yeah, have well. to just be Australian. Mm-hmm. I think we bring some people back. Of I think course, that's of the, one of the decisions we make is who we're bringing back and who's the new talent. Well, do some of our team members from the first film end up working for Art Attack? Ooh. Maybe yeah. one has a... I feel like one. we don't mm. want to... It's more impactful just if we one. just focus on one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, and I feel like it's got to be like maybe when they're assembling the team, they go, yeah. we go to this person and they say no. And it's just like, oh, that was a nice cameo, but then I'll come back. And they come back later in a big way and it's like, 
you were working for Art Attack this whole time. Ah. Um, I see you looking at the poster, Dom, just to run you through some Thank of the you. people yes, we had yes, in the yes. first movie. Because I did not do my homework. Um, so Hugh Jackman, videos. we've all talked. Uh, Luke yeah. Hemsworth was, uh, I believe, in the end, cast of The Getaway Driver. We had Margot Robbie. We had Richard Roxburgh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Jackie Weaver, Kate Blanchett, and Guy Pearce. These were all people that we mentioned in the first one. Guy Pearce, I would pro- he was the mole in the first one, so I don't think he comes back. Yep. Uh, we didn't really outline the roles for like, Kate. Jackie Weaver was their buyer who mm-hmm. kind of betrayed them in the foot. So probably not worth bringing back. No. But then there was just like people like Kate Blanchett, Ben Mendelsohn, Richard Roxborough, Margot Robbie, whose roles were like, they were around, but didn't really solidify their roles within the team. So they, they like, got to do parkour. So <laughs> yeah. I like Richard Roxborough doing parkour and flipping to the other side. <laughs> well, that was, so that was the Brendan Thwaites character. He was the up and he was, oh, the, he was the parkour. We didn't cast him, but oh. during the casting uh, process for actually making the movie, sorry, he, yes, local Australian talent who made the cut. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And of course, in being more modern, I, one of the newcomers will be his friend, played by Hunter Page Lockhart, who is an indigenous actor. So I want to try and bring that spirit. Yeah. And I, because re listening, I feel like we weren't as diverse as we could have been no. in the first movie. So starting strong, I think this movie should be more diverse, mm-hmm. as well as we're, we're going to be world hopping. So I think that yes, also brings that agreed. in. Agreed. Uh, yeah, listening back, I was like, whew, the entire <laughs> cast is white. It's <laughs> like, mm, uh, yeah, because okay. we were, I feel like we were like, we were going for Australian homegrown, and honestly, I don't know Indigenous on the off the top of my head. So this for this one, I definitely went in and made sure I looked up a couple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Hunter Page Lockhart was my pick mm-hmm. for so they'd be the the friend. So like the Apprentice has a friend who's yep. like, from the street, yeah, street friend. Sure. But yeah, I think we need to think more diverse. I think so way. too. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking British. <laughs> but is there is there anyone you want to bring back from that original cast? I don't know. I love Luke Hemsworth, so I'm all about keep <laughs> tagging just tagging a Hemsworth along for the ride. But I don't know if he fits within our keep the Hemsworth. I think keep him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Margot's a bit too big too with the DC now. and expensive She's too expensive. Now. Kate, I think we could get back. I think Kate Kate's Blanchett. good. I like Kate. Mm. Yeah, I f- she strikes me as like a she's in the art world as like an assessor or something. I think that was the role we were going for her. I can see yeah. that coming back, being like trying to help uh, explain maybe this deeper try- law. Yeah, maybe she tries to piece it together. Yeah, the clues. She's the cl- she's like the Tom Hanks in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, new cast. Um, I don't know who we. Th- I I I don't know why I keep thinking of a uh, Chitaway El Four. Four. However you say his name, I'm so bad at it. I think I don't know. He just feels like the kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, suave, debonair kind of guy. I mm-hmm. know, definitely a cameo from him would be nice. I think so, mm. yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. So we're assembling a team to track down this shadow gallery, so it were. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea is like, we're going to co- hop around to countries and maybe like, it gives us the option to have like, well, we're, this is the person helping us in England and now we're going to the next country. So I think that's yeah. something to think mm-hmm. about is like, mm-hmm. the, the team... I mean, it doesn't have to all move together as one. Maybe it's just our our boy and his friend, and like one other person who are hopping mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. and then they're pulling. They each have the clues, contacts yes. in each location. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something to. I think would about. love uh, Ving Rhames from Mission Ooh. Impossible. Yep, like I think a, he's that, the that glue to those nice films. connection. Yep, I think get a bit of even if it's a cameo. I just want him in the film. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with his hat. Like he he, he just dri- he just hat. like they need like a car, so he just. Drives up, he's like, "Here's your vehicle," and then walks away. <laughs> he's their Uber driver. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, I think it should be a proper crossover. Mm. Ooh. Same universe. Ooh. Like, I like. What if so? Mission Impossible. Like, Mission they're, they're, they're like one of the arts is like very like heavily guarded. Like, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mission Impossible takes place in the Breaking the Banksy universe. That's how this works. And you don't go to Ethan Hunt. No, no, no. Giving Rames. Giving Rames. Yeah. Because he's got to be doing other jobs. But then I think you tease it. That like you, you do enough so you tease it. It's like we might get Ethan Hunt in this world eventually. <laughs> like like yeah, like in the future you tease that as like a big thing. Like I can only assume like like clearly the IMF is a large organization that's clearly. got many operations going at once. Mm. So he doesn't. He's not always going to work with Ethan Hunt. No, this is true. What, what if <laughs> Neil Buchanan is an ex IMF agent? <laughs> <laughs> The villain is in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who had, yeah, there was a there was a mission that went, but that's, I, I just incidentally, like it's got nothing to do with his current, like you know, uh, mission or his, his it's current just, agenda. A, yeah, it's just, he so just it's just a background detail that he used to be an IMF, Ex- IMF. it'll be in the novelization, won't be in the film at all. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Just it adds a bit more depth to his yeah, yeah, yeah. and it solidifies because, like as I said at the start, we're building a world, mm. and what better way to build a world than to maybe merge it with an already existing world? Yeah, and now yeah, we have yeah. an even bigger uh, IMF slash art <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, we can have side ca- like um, there's no reason we can't get uh, what's his name the. the Tom Cruise. <laughs> What's his name? No, it's yeah. even more embarrassing than forgetting his name. Who are we talking about? The British guy who's in, you know, Shaun of the Dead and stuff. Oh, oh Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg. Simon Pegg is in the I. We can get him in our world. He's a tech guy. We might need a tech guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. So like we're crossing these worlds, and mm, there's mm. this is the thing people like to see. They like when these little details are picked up on. Yeah, I like that we've got money now because it was such a success the yes. first film. Yeah, so we, we can splash the cash, yeah. even if it is cameos for things. I would um, rather I would rather splash on multiple small, like kind of like cool cameos so. than yes. one big name. I think so. Sorry, yeah, Margo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Hugh's, Hugh will be in the start and maybe at the end when yeah, they find him. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, just to, like harken back. Mm. But mm. honestly, we won't we won't need him for more than like a day. two or three days max. I reckon we can do it in a day. We do it in a day. <laughs> we can do it in a day. Actually, we can use some Single footage. location here. <laughs> we can use some footage from the last film <laughs> oh, and I re-splice like it, it I in. Like it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. use some of his cut yeah. footage. <laughs> that way they have to pay him a residual. Yeah. <laughs> How do we want this movie to end? So there, mm. there should we. Mm. I I feel like with this, they always find the shadow gallery at the same time, or like they find the goal at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple, but it's like. Neither of our groups are like fighters. It's like it's kind of we got this action part, but like we one's like a art attack, like they deface mm. artworks. I don't know what how this movie should round. Like I think the What's ultimate the end is that they get Hugh Jackman back, but he kind of foregoes the role and passes Banksy directly onto his apprentice. Like he was going to do it, but he just gives it to him because he's earned it on this mission. So where is the the previous Banksy in all of this? So that's the thing we need to figure out. Um, so I think maybe. The so we need to a figure out where we need to figure out where the shadow gallery is. That's something we need to settle down. Like somewhere like I feel Prague. like it's got to be like Prague or like Venice or something. Where is it, Prague? Belgium? In Europe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all our Prague listeners, um, where are you? <laughs> Drop us a pin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the idea that it moves. Yeah. Well, I think that's that. Yeah. I feel like it has to it's move a because container. The shadow idea. gallery is just like yeah. a the idea container. of like it. Passing from bank to Banksy, like it makes no, it makes mm. more sense what if they if each it's... get. It's it's like the president's secret book. That's another movie we're kind of drawing to is uh, mm. National Treasure. <laughs> what if what if it's it is a shipping container and it just lives on a sh- on a ship 
and it passes from bank to bank, and that's why he's called Banksy. Banksy. <laughs> oh, looky Boom. here. Oh, it's on the Banksy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I do like the idea that, yeah, it's some like you'd think it'd be like in Venice or like, mm. but it might be a bit more like industrial. Like, yeah, it's in this like warehouse at a shipping yard. And then like, yeah. They like just, a derelict building. Yeah. Man. And then I think that, yeah, I think the idea like it looks outside and the, on the outside, it's unassuming. Mm. And maybe it even like, there is like the, the, what's the word where you dive, the version of audience expectations where they go to like, what might be like a fake shadow gallery. And it's mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. isn't the place it's, and it's in like Venice or like Prague or somewhere. And it's Prague like, this is the capital feels the right. Republic. <laughs> Ah, there we go. What I'm if... glad you checked that. Thank you. Because hey, it's, hey. no, it's definitely not Belgium. What if they get to the Shadow Gallery and it has been art attacked, but it's not the Shadow Gallery? It was a previous one. Ooh. Maybe there are like decoy Shadow Galleries. Of course everywhere. there's got to be decoy Decoys, ones. Yeah, of course. If they've gone to the effort of forging like the Mona Lisa for the one that's in the Louvre, uh, it's like, co- they, like, they're going to have multiple you know, backup ones. Just it's in like case that moment found. in National Treasure... Whereas, like, you know, they get there and it's all been stripped and they're like, oh, no. And then they leave him behind and he's like, oh, there's, don't worry, there's another way out. And they're like, where's the other way out? And he's like, through the treasure room. Yeah. And like, that bit. <laughs> yeah, I think we steal that exactly. <laughs> it's, both, it's both the best and the worst bit of National Treasure. <laughs> I do like the idea of it being at sea because, as we all know... International waters. Mm. No Anything country. Goes. We do no all country... know about international waters. <laughs> no country can cl- lay a claim to the island. Yeah, mm. that's because that's an waters. important thing, right? So maybe, and like just because it doesn't get enough, like maybe derelict oil rig. Oh, derelict oil rig. I'm thinking fighting like... back at the the. <laughs> thinking like a. It's got a weird climate <laughs> message, but. <laughs> <laughs> the oil can save us. <laughs> But it's just like, it's just a boat. It's just a boat out there. And there's like an old seafaring captain. I really like the idea that, so there's like a clue at the start and it's like, uh, the The secret lies with Charlotte. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Like, but like the the, uh, Mona Lisa knows or something. The secret lies with Mona Lisa and the boat is called Mona Lisa. (laughs) But everyone is like, because they're all, uh, they're like obsessed with the Mona Lisa painting. Yeah, Yeah. And it's like a double, double fake. Secret mm, lies with Charlotte, point. but with like Mona Lisa in a boat. What's the what's the flowery um? What if it's like, what if, or what if it's like Starry Night or something, right? Van Gogh. And it's like Van Gogh, and but Van like, Gogh over here. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, <laughs> but it's in the back of a van. <laughs> Van Gogh removalist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, but there is just like a ship, yeah, like mm. called the Starry Night or something. But you can only find it on a starry. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like what you're thinking. Yeah, with the clue. Mm. So I think yeah, that's the kind of. It needs to be hidden in multiple. They need to build the puzzle together. So we need to look. We need to do the Da Vinci Code thing and, and find some patterns that aren't there in real artwork. That's right. Yeah, and and construct this thing. Really, you can see anything in a Jackson Pollock. It's just all. <laughs> Paint just thrown at the canvas. It's the tagline. <laughs> See anything, anything in the Jackson, Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, and you own that, so uh, yeah. isn't that wonderful? Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can see anything in Jackson Pollock. More contorted body. Asterix. Yeah, may or may not have been said by Dominic Mulligan and Morgan Dunn. But they own it. Yeah, so it's it's less of a gallery and more like shipping containers on a boat. I think that's mm. a bit more like. 
kind of lose that idea of elegance, but it's like a modern world. That's kind of like mm. how you adapt. And like, if it's passing from person to person, wouldn't it's like, it's yeah, because like, easier to practicali- like practically, they're not going to be hanging in a no. gallery, but no. I think that's the way you describe I th- it. And I think that's how like everyone thinks about it. And that's yeah. why that's like kind of like a moment. And that's why it's so hard to fight. Cause there's actually just a bunch of paintings in like a box. Like, oh, yeah. that's the the shadow gallery. Yeah. Or are they storing the, say, their watertight shipping containers? They'd have to be watertight shipping containers yes. if they're at sea. Uh-huh. You wouldn't want them to. Of course they're watertight. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you store them on the ocean bed? So, like, only a few are in transit at any time because it's the shadow gallery. Shadow it's dark gallery. under the sea. No light there. Bit of cool, cool dive sequence. I just feel like... Even if they had waterproof shipping containers, they'd be like too much of a risk. <laughs> We've got all the real work and it's art attacks. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll art attacks. Just... Like, we're just gonna blow up. The... We're gonna make it so they flood. The <laughs> what, if it, what if it's a submarine? <laughs> it could Ooh. be a submarine. I feel like submarines are very small and enclosed. I like the idea of it's this big boat, and maybe it's a different. Like, maybe it changes boats. Mm. I mean, it's just shipping containers. They just move them around. Yeah, and it's like. And not even the people running the boat necessarily know that, like, it's the Shadow Gallery or even what the Shadow Gallery is. It's just, oh, there's this container that we just never unload. Mm. Mm. Do you think the way this movie ends, because, like, we, it's kind of not going to end in conflict, but so we have this reveal and then we kind of do what I did in our first one, like a double fake where, so we think Art Attack has the upper hand yep. and we, th- we think they win, maybe they sink the boat or something, but then we see that we've actually transited. And now, so it's like, Everyone thinks this shadow gallery is gone except for like the new Banksy and then it starts all over again. So Art Attack's mission has been served. They they don't need to go after it anymore. They think they've destroyed it. Mm. But then it's revealed at the end. It's like, actually, it was saved because he's taken on the role and he's moved it to his own personal and so shadow in, gallery. In, in effect, you're heisting the shadow gallery. Yeah. So it harkens back to the themes of the original film. You're stealing the artwork from the shadow gallery in order to save it. Yeah, like what the idea, we... it's like it's like what... It's like this isn't working anymore. Mm. As a Roland Banksy, I have to change how it's been done for years and do it just to save the art. Mm. Maybe they put the art back. So, like, the ones that isn't lost. Like, so Art Attack have, like, yeah, they've gone and they think everything's fake. But then, like, to save it from Art Attack, they actually put all the real art back where it belongs in the gallery and swap it out for the fakes. I like that. I like that. So all the fakes are the ones that get destroyed in the end. And the last scene is Hugh Jackman in his pad, and there's like all the fakes in his house, like Mona Lisa and Starry Night mm-hmm. and a Jackson Pollock. Yeah, and keep other naming artists. Them. Keep, keep naming them. <laughs> Mono, ten more and artists. Mono and Dega and uh, you know keep short, going. Give you me some contemporaries. The girl with the pearl earrings. <laughs> you know American Gothic. You'd want more. You'd want yeah. You know, you can. You'd Give want me your, so many more. You'd want the Statue of Liberty in his house uh, at the front. Uh, you know, uh, you'd want you'd want all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. All all the art. What? Give me give me some more. <laughs> you'd want a you know a Da Vinci sketch, the Vitruvian Man. You'd want that there. Uh, Statue of yeah, David. What else? Those, yeah. Uh, you know Donatello. <laughs> All the, ninja, all the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> all the Ninja Turtles. What if we've done this, we did the double fake out in the last movie. People might be expecting it. What mm. if, in the end, Art Attack turns out to be good? And like, not the organisation, but just our villain whose name I've forgotten. 
Neil. 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 I mean, that's not his. That's the actor's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what if Neil? I think he's called Neil in the I, film. I feel like if we if we cast Neil Buchanan, we make him Neil Buchanan. That's too much, right? I think it's no, Neil be... something else. Okay. But what <laughs> if, Neil Buccaneer? What if? What if Neil does feel like the? What if his whole thing is that? The um, Shadow Gallery has gotten away from its original roots. Too many people know about it. He's going to try and steal it in order to protect the art. Like, like maybe Hugh Jackman's like, you know what? I think maybe we need some sort of government protection or something. It's time for the world. Or maybe he's just like, you know, the world needs to see these arts. Could we get into the issue of like, so the British Museum keeping artwork that they've taken from their colonies. Oh, he is wants the, to give it back. Is there like artwork that they have collected that maybe he wants to give back? Mm, yeah. That's interesting. They, they, I like that idea actually. Mm. And it's like his mission is different from the Banksy's, but it's like, also yeah, they're, they're noble. like, Banksy yeah, wants like to hoard. Banksy wants, wants to protect to, it, yeah. which is noble, but he thinks some of it should be given back to the, to the people, mm. which is also noble. Hmm. And then but we like, need to figure out how it. The only way he's been able to scrounge up support. Well, he Neil, needs. He, he's created an, to be. He's created this army to to justify it to meet his means, but he doesn't necessarily believe in the ideals he created for them. Yeah, exactly. It's just. Right? It's just a. They're just a tools for his objective. Mm. Which like then that. lays down the track for like all these dis- like later on in the movies or the franchise we have this like whole disgruntled network of art attacks. So like I feel like. This is thinking way in the future, sure, but like, sure. so Art Attack at the end of this is disbanded. Yeah. But then we cut, we bring them back later on with like maybe a more serious, like scary person at the yeah. head who actually believes actually in like, like book art. burning, burn all the art, like that level. And that's like when we get into like a, I think we're still kind of in the lighthearted phase. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. phase one we're in, is, yeah. is pretty lighthearted. We haven't got to like the phase three yet, which is where it gets kind of dark. We're at Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We're not at uh, Dawn. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like so that. I like, I like, I like that the noble, noble ideals. So are we having the villain win in this film? Is this what we're saying? That our heroes are thwarted and they what actually if, win. So what if? So I mean, I, what if? So yeah. Hugh doesn't understand the note, but then like throughout the thing, our our protagonist, our Brendan Thwaites character, mm. understand start, comes to understand the goal. And when he is handed the bank, so he passes it immediately. He's like, you know what? Is it straight? He was like, I yeah. He's like, you are Banksy now. And even if it like, even if he's like, even if he's like, like he's been captured and imprisoned, he's still like your bank. So you can do what. And like, maybe we don't even find out why, like we think he's double crossed and we don't even find out why he's done that until the third or maybe even the fourth movie. Well, and then maybe, so say Neil is captured and he's in a prison cell and uh, our Brenton Swaites character has gone to him. Yeah, your Banksy now. Hugh Jackman's caught wind of what uh, he's doing and Hugh goes to. You know, go kill Neil in the you know prison cell, and he's not there. He's he's, he's escaped Ooh. from prison, in, and then Hugh becomes our villain for the Interesting. Third. Good old now you see me sort of moment. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. I really like. <laughs> Got to so shove them in. <laughs> the idea of having um our char- our main character have the indigenous friend from the streets, and maybe mm-hmm. you can make mm-hmm. him a bit more aware of the idea of returning art. Well, maybe he convinces to their ancestral yeah. people. Yeah, I like it. This movie turned out to be a lot more political. Than I thought, but I think it's it's got some important messages. We should, I think we should go for it. I think we should definitely, yeah. But remember the first one we were toying with the, the, idea, know, yeah, the censorship and government and interference. And, True. Yeah. yeah. These these movies are fun, but they also have deeper messages. They make you think. Yeah. They make you think. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking very hard about it right now. <laughs> we are. We are. The cogs are turning. Uh-huh. Is there any other casting decisions you would like to see in this movie? <sighs> Just like p- things you would like to see, not necessarily we 
I'm sure we can make it fit because that uh, that makes the I movie want, better. Yeah. Is forcing stuff in that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I want Dave Bautista to be Neil's uh, like henchman. Oh yeah, so we need so some of the higher up like in the art attack. Dave Bautista sounds good. Yeah, I think they've got to be like some like militarized artists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yep. Denzel Washington. The Rock. The Rock. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Every action hero. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> two bald white guys. I don't know. No. I like the idea of seeing some like, so we, we lean into the art attack thing and we see some elaborate like, because they'll be doing like, we might see a couple of heists, like, heists by them, but they're destroying art. Yeah. Like make it really elaborate. Like yeah. art attack. <laughs> or maybe they'll do like a couple of demonstrations, like like a f- in like public areas. Was Art Attack just refresh me? Just I know we're I'm get, taking it off sure. a little bit. Was that the one where the fruit would dance? No, 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 no. That was um, Veggie Tales. No, no. Well, well, fruit. What do you mean fruit dancing? Like the fruit, and then they make sort of like animals out that of the was fruit. Soup opera, wasn't it? Yeah, soup, soup opera, opera. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little confused because in my head I was like, save that for the third yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was picturing fruit coming together as you were talking. Carry on. <laughs> I think we should have a cameo from Ando. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like I cameo. Would we just have him in the cast? We could probably get him. I think yeah. we can. What? Are, how does he work into the story? Is <sighs> what if he plays himself? Well, his art is being put in the show yeah. gallery. Yeah. He's he's on a secret mission to categorize famous people of the time <laughs> in art form, <laughs> and then like they get defaced or something. I don't know. I we should that's, so that's very Australian. That's another nod to our Australian roots. Yep. We get Arndo yep. involved. He has a the show yep. open. It's, it's an episode of Arndo's Brush with Fame, with and Hugh, it's Neil, and it's Hugh Jackman. Oh, no. <laughs> Hugh, <laughs> and he gets captured. kidnapped. So within the world, Hugh Jackman is a famous actor, but he's also <laughs> becoming Banksy. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the entire film is shot as an episode of Arndo's Brush with Fame. <laughs> Also, it is just an episode. <laughs> you can't you can't see it in cinemas. No, well, no. no it's not coming ABC out on DVD. You. That's it. <laughs> ABC will love that exclusivity. <laughs> I think, and we... it's just like you know, episode seven of whatever the next series is. Is it is a two hour blockbuster? It's covert. I think Tim Minchin should be a member of Art Attack. Mm. Yep. Yep. I sure. can see that. I think I it goes against that. his views. I think, but I think it'd be fun. To, like it'd be a fun. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind mm. of the vibe we're going for. Yes. I'm trying to think. Michelle Yeo. Mm. I think she's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. I think she should be. I think she does a lot of physical. Yeah. Work. I think she should. Yeah. Yeah. Try and level off some of this testos- testosterone. testosterone. Sure. Yes. 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 Yeah, that yeah, we've yeah. got there. Um, well, we've we've of course got um, Kate Blanchett coming back. Of course. As well. Of course. Yes. What a rogues gallery this art attack is. I'm just imagining them all standing in a line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, like I think the expendables it's, 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 it's on very... steroids. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a wide It's a wide network. I just, yeah, like, and Neil. I just love the idea of like they're in like combat boots, but they've got like paintbrushes yeah, and yeah. like like, oh, a, paint all a, over band, their like a bandolier of like markers. <laughs> A beret. A beret, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Alex, I'm, fact, really, everyone, I'm really excited to see the poster you do for this movie. <laughs> I, I, the ideas are swirling in my head. Uh, everyone has one of those moustaches. Of course, you know, of course. Curly... Pink Panther type <laughs> yeah, moustaches. <exactly. laughs> Which is, uh, they draw that on the Mona Lisa as well. 
That's right. their signature. Now, getting into more important Ooh. things. So, I'm thinking that because of the expansion, we produced by Baz and Guy, not directed this This is time. my question, mm. right? So, I first, think they... First installment, <laughs> famously co-directed. I think we need two directors this time around. Uh, clashing cool. styles. So, I think... I think the audience so, loves honestly. The I think Baz and Guy take on the Kevin... Feige role. Mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. the overseers. This yep. is their world yep, of credit, and they will be there to help out. But I think we need a new direct, a new vision for the director. I directors. genuinely directors. If we want to do, are I we think just we need to do, do double. double directors every yeah. time. Yeah, I'd like to bring in Christopher McQuarrie. I was just looking at that. Christopher McQuarrie from Mission Impossible. From Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important addition. He's directed like the last two or three Mission Impossible movies, and will direct. Didn't the next he also two. write like um, a bunch of shit? I think like did he write? He's written so much. Um, that one with Kevin Spacey, where he... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Usual, usual Suspects. Suspects. The Usual yeah, Suspects. He wrote, yeah, he wrote, wrote that. that. He yeah. also wrote the Modern Mummy movie, so the new Mummy uh, movie. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> uh, I, okay, we get Christopher. So then yeah. we need someone who's deeply clashing with that, or someone mm. uh, like a... I don't know. We we met, we threw Tyker's name around for the first one. That would I, be wild. He's pretty Those two styles. big now. He is. Um, I don't know if that's too big for what we he want He could be here. too big. Uh, but he is like, I know having watched the Behind the Seeds of the Mandalorian, that was like a collaborative director's mm. effort. And that like, because essentially we're going to have these two directors and Baz and Guy overseeing. So it is like a four group. They've all kind of got to work together mm-hmm. and collaborate. Um, well, Tyker can be the old Banksy before Hugh. Just saying. <laughs> uh, get him there. Are you going to say something, Doc? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm just thinking through directors. Wes Anderson. <laughs> that would be a time. Uh, Wes Anderson or there's a... Okay, I think if we try and nail down like the key themes of all of Christopher McQuarrie's work and then what else is in our film... That we need to. I mean, the idea of like the the idea of like original ownership, indigenous cultures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the idea of like yeah, protecting art. So I feel yeah, because Christopher McQuarrie is like the the action, the the heisting. Yes. So that like he's like the movie popcorn part. We need the person to explore the deeper themes of the Mm. movie. Who does deep themes good? What films have deep themes that we've enjoyed? Who's who who did really well at the Oscars this year, Alex? Was there any a female director would be nice? Mm. Yeah, Chloe Zhao directed Chloe Nomadland. Zhao. Her work is very like you, I don't know if have either of you seen Nomadland? I am going to watch it this weekend because it just came to Disney Plus. I did, it did indeed. <laughs> it's it's like it's got this quality where it's very ephemeral in the fact that it's like these are just moments that fade. And I'm like, well that does play into yeah, that, that sort does of art play attack into that. Uh, yeah. type thing. One guy, it's not perhaps as deep, but I do like the stylistic touch of Edgar Wright. Oh, Edgar Wright could be an interesting mm-hmm. one. And it sort of plays Simon into Pegg the, might be around. I'm just saying, uh, you know, get them get together again. Um, I'm trying to think deep. Chloe Zhao, um, Emerald Fennel. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look at. Emerald Fennel? How do we feel about Emerald Fennel? Promising Young Woman was quite impressive. And now she has won Academy Awards for writing, though. But she's shown that she can direct. She mm. Killing Eve had a very distinct style. It did. Uh, very sort of pulpy. Uh, but it also had a message to it as well. Same with Promising Young Woman. There was a deep message there underneath. I don't know. I think it would be interesting watching her, you know, sort of vibrant colour palette idea clash with Christopher McQuarrie. You think <laughs> of his films, and as much as I like the action, they sort of had this sort of flat 
quality to them sometimes. Mm. I wouldn't call them, you know, colour They need a pop of colour. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm going towards the Emerald and Christopher uh, clash. I'm liking that, Dom. Do you have any? Throwing a weird uh, thing in here. Mm. What about um, Celine Sim- Siama? Who's Celine Siama? She directed Portrait of yeah, a Lady on Fire. Oh, now, yeah, okay. Yeah, most I like of her that. films deal with like gender identity mm-hmm, and so on. Mm-hmm. But Portrait in particular, famously, did have some art in it. It did. So that it might was, be... It's, it's right there in the title, Dom. choice. <laughs> I like... I love that film. I think... Ooh. Ooh, I'm I just like saying. that. I'm int- that that intrigues me. Mm. I mean, we won't know until we sit in a room with them both. Oh, they may they may butt heads. They may I clash, but sometimes they might that that might make it a, the movie that it is. We got guy and maybe, best to work together. Maybe we can do anything. six Academy uh, and Dealers Choice Choice Award winner <laughs> bringing well, the okay, basic to on. the Shadow Gallery. <laughs> First movie had two directors. Yes. We're not having three. <laughs> We're not having three. <laughs> three directors. It's like three is a bit much. Is it though? Especially when we've already got Baz and they Guy can, back. They, unless they trade unless, off scenes. Unless you split the film into three and you have each three of them three distinct three parts. Three acts. With two intervals. Of course. We're, we're Tarantinoing the shit out of this. So, so. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the bit that. So, we will probably towards the end when you have that review, the bit that deals with like the returning to culture, you have. Um, what was her name? Celine. Celine, maybe Celine. tackle that. Christopher, maybe the middle? Yep. Yeah, 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 the middle action. The chase, bit. the yeah. action, yep. And then the start, which is the setup, the whole idea of like um, learning the world, maybe, yeah, learning the world, the idea of like, yeah, Hugh Jackman getting... I think once we get all three of them into the room, <laughs> they'll, they'll, you know, they'll they'll pick and choose which which, which particular which, Yeah, once the script is written take. and then mm, <laughs> once mm. the shot list is done. I think yeah. we need to bring uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge in for some rewrites. Uh, Agreed. She's doing, yep. yeah. she's doing Bond. She's you know rewriting some of that. I think she can do wonders with this. Yeah, I think she could do wonders with the script. Because we're just ideas, man. Of course. Uh, we're not dialogue people. No. No, no, no. no. We're big picture. Mm. Mm. And this will be a big picture. <laughs> a bloody Four hour big run picture. <laughs> yeah, are we doing... Are we just get Because uh, Zack Snyder has opened the door to us. That's true. Yeah, but like, come on, who saw... Four by three, I like it. <laughs> mm, no. Who saw the Snyder Cut and goes, that that last half hour was necessary? Uh, yeah, I think I think the sweet spot is three. somewhere between two and a half to three hours. <laughs> That's the sweet did spot. We, did we nail down a runtime for the last film? No, we I did not. The last film tight 90. The last, like, film, <laughs> the last film was quite short. It was like, I reckon, yeah, one... Tight 90 minutes. It was 85, actually. <laughs> 85 plus credits. 85 huh? minutes plus credits. And you know what? I think that's what let it down. I think it, <laughs> it could have been deeper. It could have won six. Could have won six Dealer's Choice Choice Awards, but it only won five. I reckon this movie, depending, we we can cut it down to two. I reckon two, two hours. hours, 120 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because you still remember, like we talk about a big chunk in the middle being, but like that's got to be fast paced. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't necessarily have to be very long. Chris Macquarie only gets six minutes of screen time. Theatrical <laughs> release? Oh, we? well, yeah. yeah, or yeah. We're, no HBO? No. no, 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 no. I want this to run in theaters. You want it to run in theaters? It's, it's. You to be honest, IMAX. Yeah, this... I don't, I don't think it should be viewed in anything but a cinema. <laughs> This will save the cinema industry. They talked about Dunkirk saving it. There will be no home movie. Oh, not Dunk Tenant. And because films are art, after its cinema release, it will then be locked away in our own shadow gallery for movies. Playing on repeat. 
with an audio of this podcast. Yeah. That- this podcast isn't actually getting released. It's getting put straight in the shadow <laughs> gallery. Uh, and a fraudulent one where we come up with some worse idea will go to air. De- I, definitely a theatrical release. I yeah, think. I think- and like a good long theatrical run. Mm. And then a full eight months where you cannot watch it before it initially goes to subscription TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then streaming and home video. Do we? And then do we finally do a bunch of it's going to premiere as uh, Channel 9's Friday because Night movie. Because <laughs> we have the idea of like Art Attack. This like under, Do we do a bunch of stunts where it's like it goes in the cinema, but then like it, we just randomly like there'll be pop-ups where it'll be playing or like random like stunts. Like I do like. We, we turn on a bunch of lights on a building and it plays the movie somehow. <laughs> <laughs> in drone form. Yeah, they get a shit ton of drones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do like, uh, as much as I didn't like the film that much, uh, the lead up to Prometheus, they released all sorts of little clips and yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of multimedia I trying like to b- build hype into the we film. We could get people into art. I like, I I like, we could. I think we, we really could. Do, could. We should do we should spray paint mules that have like well, QR codes everywhere. Mm-hmm. We do, mm-hmm. like, you know, it is, it is a, what is the word? Uh, like this alternate reality game sort of thing yeah. happening where like maybe we deface the Mona Lisa. Like, obviously not the real Mona no. Lisa, but we swap in our own, or maybe the real Mona Lisa, no, but we swap <laughs> in our own. I know a guy. And it's it's like this underground, and it's like, oh shit, there's this new art attack. I like the idea. It's like, oh, it's all promotion for the best movie ever. The idea that we do this thing, a promotion art attack, and it's like stuff that's like, the Mona Lisa has never left Paris, but it's coming to New York. Like, that's the rumor we spread. And they go there, and it's like a defaced version, and everyone's like, what? And it's like, it's actually just like, it's all a part of this. So we, yeah, and then like, yeah. maybe we hang something from the Statue of Liberty or like we do. We and then the obviously we, <laughs> obviously we, uh, like we did in the first movie as part of the promotion, um, we, re- we redo the, the Harbour. Um, yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. Opera House. Opera House. We project that out, the yeah. original one, because it is feature in we the We just have a gallery. movie night and we show, <laughs> we show Breaking the Banksy one on the, on the side of the Opera House. Yeah, yeah. And that's the promotion. Or do we have QR codes scattered around the world and uh, you need to collect them all in order to get the whole film? I mean, the advantage is that these days everyone's really super familiar with QR codes well, now. Particularly, right? yeah. Or I like the idea, like, we release an app, right? So it's like Snapchat. And if you are if you go to the Mona Lisa, you can, like, hold it up and it'll deface it on the app, like a filter. And then, filter, like, you have yeah. to go collect, like, go put this filter on the Mona Lisa and it gives it, like, a smile. And, like, you, you have to travel the world <laughs> and go to all these apps. So we do all of these. <laughs> I like all of these ideas. Like yeah, um, we're gonna need a. We're gonna spend most of our budget on marketing. Yep. Well, so the movie will be made at a very low budget. Yep. Might have to cut back on some of the things we've said, but we'll see. I think we need to ditch together. the rock. He's a, he's a lot of our budget. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. I think yeah, I think Art Attack need to be scaled down. A little yeah, bit. yeah, okay. Ditch the rock. Tim Minchin and Neil Buchanan. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> and for some reason, Vin Diesel. Uh, he survived. He did it for free. I don't know why. <laughs> he was very. T- He's very interested in it. He's passionate about the project. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think I think that's it. I, I think, think yeah, yeah, I, I think, think we've nailed down on the, it just needs to move into the next phases now. Mm-hmm. We of course uh have our meetings with Baz and Guy. They will we're bringing up to speed on the the sequel they are producing. We'll get in touch with the directors. Of course the writers have been listening live and they are jotting this all down and already yep. I think the first few scenes are done. Yeah. Brilliant. Um so that's that's great. Uh thank you again for um Oh, who's gonna call Hugh's agent? Shall I? Uh, <laughs> we need you back, Hugh, for, uh, for two look, days. It'll only be a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just like leave it, and then we just invite him to set one day, and, yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, while you're here, do you want to do some pickups?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that plan. That that's Brilliant. how we get Brilliant. away with the money. Yeah, 
Like, yeah, Brad Pitt and Deadpool 2 just rock up and don't even pay him. And there he is. Um, yeah. I like it. Thanks Again, for coming. Again, our idea. Don't steal yep. it. I mean, it's our idea and guys and Baz is like, they're, they're in yeah, charge yeah, of this yeah, now. For they, sure, for sure. We, 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 we're me creators. They, they made... We are the shadow gallery behind the shadow like gallery. It. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on, Alex. Thanks well, thank you. I had a great time. It wouldn't have been I'm the so same glad. doing Pitching This without you. You were an important part of the first movie. And I feel like this, the potential is rife for TV show spin-offs. For we didn't even well, get into the universe. Yeah, well, I did. Well, be a we'll whole end. Other discussion. Yeah, well, that'll be another discussion. But I did, I did ask you at the start. Uh, we'll end on. Does anyone have a name for our universe? Mm. Mm. Well, the problem is we've now directly tied it into the Mission Impossible universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I keep thinking this thing, but like because it's like a collective or a gallery. I feel like gallery is got like the. Mm. Banksyverse doesn't have the same ring <laughs> to it. Um, the Impossible Collection Universe. The Impossible I, Gallery. The gal- just, Gallery of the Impossible. I just like Shadow Gallery. Shadow Gallery. Shadow Gallery. Those, those Shadow Gallery films are really good, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Have you or seen the Shadow, gallery. Shadow Gallery. I didn't... It does the only, like, it does the only like Shadow Gallery novel. film I didn't really like was Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Imagine just imagine like we come in late and then the whole Mission Impossible universe is now referred to in it because of the second movie we made. I think also we go back and we edit in some mentions to Mission Impossible in the oh, first I, Naturally, they were there. Yeah. Um, we uh, seem to find them. Yeah. I mean, we've already, yeah, we established this ages ago. Mm, and we yeah, did it before yeah. we made the movie. It it's was fine. our plan all along. Richard Roxburgh. In Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> he is. Oh. Same character. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, guys. Uh, this movie will probably be hitting cinemas. 2024. Summer 2024. Yeah, right. it's going to be a long run. <laughs> it's going to be a, a long, long run. run. It's because we increased the runtime a bit. And <laughs> so got a ways to go. But yeah, uh, keep an eye, an eye out. And uh, thank you. We'll see you next time. Uh, please don't hit the pole on your way out. I'll try. <laughs> Wow, that was a good episode of uh, Pitch and Tent there, wasn't it, Dom? Did you enjoy that? It's got to be my favourite yet. Yeah, I can't wait for the movie to come out. Um, Just a quick little uh, ending cap here. Dom and I have a new podcast coming out this Friday. We do, indeed. Yeah, Dom, do you know what the podcast is? Yes, I do. (laughs) Good. I haven't told him what's going on. He looks very perplexed. I hope it's one of the ones we've already recorded because (laughs) my schedule is very full. Completely new one. No, Dom and I have been working on for quite a while now a new podcast called Infamous Individuals. You look scared. Why you look scared? Honestly, I'm terrified that you've brought one of the characters in. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. Most of them are dead. Most Uh, of them, but not all. Not all. So, uh, Infamous Individuals is kind of like our This Is Your Life True Crime podcast, where we kind of look at the people and the uh, acts that made them infamous. This Is Your Life is honestly the best way to put it. (laughs) You see, that exact format, but with some of the most uh, dastardly people from history. Yeah, so uh, there is a bit of a promo out now. If you go look for it on uh, your podcast service of choice, you can go give the promo a listen. But the first episode of season one will be coming out this Friday and then new episodes for five Fridays after that and that'll be season one. And then maybe if you enjoy it, we'll come back with a season two. See you then. See ya. This has been a Sparky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.